Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-host, Dana Street, and our two special guests this semester, Peggy Williams and Leslie Hollowell. Well, it's the third week in our spring Bible study, All That Matters, Walk Worthy, the message of Colossians and Philemon. And in this week's passage, Colossians 1, 15 through 23, Paul is moved to adoration and worship as he proclaims the absolute and unrivaled supremacy of Christ. Because of his preeminence, Jesus deserves first place in our lives. And as we saw in our lesson, Christ does not have first place in everything until he has first place in our hearts. You're listening to the afterword. Well, ladies, thank you once again for your time commitment this semester. We are so delighted, and I have been so blessed already by the things that you guys have shared and the wisdom that you're allowing the Lord to just impart through you. So thank you for being with us. And how do we say anything about Mallory's testimony? Oh, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> from Bible yes. study today to see yes. her transformation. And mm -hmm. she grabbed me afterwards and wanted us to actually get introduced personally because I hadn't actually met her in person. Mm -hmm. And she just said, thank you so much for what mm -hmm. you shared about reaching out to others. And she said, because if they had not come after me and brought me into community, I would not know Christ. And wow. she said, every woman needs to know the freedom that I have in Jesus. <laughs> How wow. precious. Yeah. Powerful. Very and that's just what Jesus does. When we will be like Jesus and mm. go after others, because Jesus came after us. That's right. Mm. He was willing mm. to chase us down. And we should be willing mm. to chase people down, to bring them, to gather them in, and to share mm. with them and to love on them right where they are. Mm. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things is people think they have to get to a certain place mm -hmm. in their Christian yeah. life right. before they can really say, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. When we're just called to love, because it's, let me tell you, if somebody hadn't loved me just Amen. where I was, mm -hmm. I don't know where I'd be today. And so what an encouragement. Yes. And it was just such a blessing. And it's been so wonderful to see those ladies in her group just <laughs> love on yes. her. Yes, mm. it really is. It's awesome. Well, the topic we're talking about today is <laughs> discouragement <laughs> and depression. And it is an issue that all of us face. I think it's been compounded yeah. in the last couple of years mm -hmm. with COVID and the isolation and all that has become a part of our lives because of a worldwide pandemic. But I think it's just brought to the surface, obviously. Mm -hmm. issues that were already mm -hmm. there. And I know you two have probably seen an increase in women struggling with discouragement, depression. What would you say you've been seeing in your counseling? Well, I would say every single person we see are discouraged about something. Yeah. They're not yeah. all deeply depressed, but discouraged. And the discouragement comes either past, something happened they just can't let go of, mm -hmm. present, they've got something in their life they don't want or they don't have something they do want, right. or just the fear of the future. Yeah. And depression is like a whole other thing. But I'm currently seeing some women who are in deep, deep, dark depression. I hope they're listening. Not that mm -hmm. we can fix anything in 20 minutes, but to give hope. Yes. Because that is the gospel. But yeah, everybody is so discouraged. I heard a pastor say on a podcast I was listening to a while back mm -hmm. that depression is when they go below the hope yes. line. You know, yes. That's and, a good, and how good we bring them back to the God of hope. And I love what you mm -hmm. were just saying about how we got to have community. You know, yes. they've got to have hope in our Savior and hope in knowing they're not alone. And so mm -hmm. many people feel alone in that season of life. Absolutely. And you know, I, I know how that discouragement and darkness can lead into actual clinical depression because mm -hmm. when we're down for so long, we begin 
to believe the lies of the enemy that mm-hmm. we are without hope and that there's no way out of the darkness. Yeah. But we know there is, that the light of the yeah. gospel pierces the darkness. But we mm-hmm. have to take the light to them and the hope to them. Yeah. How do you meet someone at the point of their need and walk alongside them? Because as you said, there's not a quick fix. Mm-mm. But Jesus is the answer. Mm-hmm. So how can those of us who aren't currently dealing with it, how can we walk along someone who is? I think for one is that we acknowledge their feeling. Like mm-hmm. we know you're in pain and I'm so sorry for that. Mm-hmm. And to remind them, I love to just go to different stories in scripture because yes. I want to tell them it's a season. Like this is not the right. way it's going to be yeah. forever. Right? You know, everybody has their seasons. But when you look at Moses in Numbers 11, He's in there and he's like really discouraged. He asked mm-hmm. God seven questions. Did I birth these people? Did I? Do? You know, and he goes, if you want to go read that in Numbers chapter 11, he asked them mm-hmm. seven questions. But then the Lord doesn't just like, oh my word, who have I chosen? You know, in his mm-hmm. discouragement, the Lord says, come here, bring mm-hmm. me some men. I'm going to take the spirits on you and put it on them and they will help you carry this burden. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I love about counseling. We're just there to help them carry the burden right. back mm-hmm. to the, the one who is the burden bearer. So. Yeah. I think there's such a stigma about Mm -hmm. depression and being a Christian, Mm -hmm. and it's so painful anyway, and then you've got the shame and the guilt. Mm -hmm. Nobody speaks about it. Before COVID, I was asked to speak to a group of ministers' wives about Mm -hmm. depression, Mm -hmm. and the purpose was to teach them how to minister to their women who were depressed, so that's what I went for. I knew there'd probably be some women in there that were depressed. I was prepared for that. I was not prepared for the women who wanted to speak to me privately because their husbands, the ministers, were so depressed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know how to help them. They couldn't mm-hmm. speak of it to anyone. They were afraid they'd lose their jobs. They're afraid they'd be seen as less than. And so we've got to get rid of the stigma of that. Mm-hmm. The world is fine with it. Like they're proud of going to counseling. And I would right. say this younger generation, I would say 30 under, they're like, you don't go to counseling. I mean, right. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the best yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's us. It's yeah. us. But we need the Lord. You know, if you don't know the Lord, you need to know the Lord. But he doesn't promise you won't ever have depression. But if the gospel says, I'll give you the power Mm -hmm. to stay with you and walk you through it to the other side. Absolutely. And, you know, there is an increase in depression across the board, especially in Gen Z. We're seeing a rapid Mm -hmm. increase of stress, anxiety, Mm -hmm. discouragement, and depression, more so than any previous generation. And I was just pulling up a few stats. It says approximately 12 million women in the United States experience clinical depression each year. About one in eight women can expect to develop clinical depression during their lifetime. And women experience depression at roughly twice the rate of men. And girls 14 to 18 years of age have consistently higher rates of depression than boys in this age group. So it's not just a female issue, but obviously it is impacting women at a greater rate. And it's made worse because they will withdraw from God and the body of Christ. Right. And that puts them deeper in a hole. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell my women that are depressed, I go, make yourself go to God. I mean, it's not hypocritical to make yourself go to God. Go to God, draw near to Him. Mm -hmm. My grandmother used to say, just sit a spell, come sit a spell. I go, if you just have to sit a spell in His presence, let Him tend to your soul. Mm -hmm. It's going to be by His Word and the Spirit. And that's where journaling comes in. Because when you're in pain, it's really hard to focus on anything. And so to read it out loud, Mm -hmm. to write it down, Mm -hmm. you're focusing in that moment 
And it can begin to change thought patterns, which everything's going to come down to our thought patterns. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, too, I think worship music is yes. such a powerful yes. tool mm-hmm. to pierce the darkness <laughs> yes. and allow the sun to shine again yes. on our lives. And it lifts our head, changes our perspective. Stephanie Gretzinger has a new project out. It's called Faith of the Father. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful mm-hmm. old choruses that I loved during the 70s and 80s that she's kind of redone, and I was just worshiping to it this morning. They're beautiful. So I highly recommend that. If you're struggling or if you just want to enhance your personal worship time with the Lord, download some great Christian music. It really makes a difference. We try to keep praise music going the first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's so good. Tell Alexa to play praise music. (laughs) (laughs) I did that with our children. I did it in our home as well because when the kids came down for breakfast, I wanted praise music playing, and they could play other music that we approved of at other times. It wasn't like we only listened to Christian music. But in the morning, that was all that was allowed because they left that day with whatever the last song was (laughs) on their mind and on their heart. And you find yourself singing it and humming it during the day. Once again, it's a perspective. It's setting those thoughts Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the right direction. One of the things that I've recently read is about attachment, though. Mm -hmm. The more we feel attached to someone, whether it is another person, another group of people, or even in our relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. the higher our joy will be. But when we isolate, our joy begins to go down, which is what you were saying, Leslie. Our hope, our joy, everything drops. Right. Mm -hmm. And when that happens... Backing off is not the solution. Right. Making ourselves run to the Lord and run to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Just to be in the presence of other people. And for some people, that's a little more natural. By nature, I am not a run and be mm-hmm. the middle of the party type. That's just not who I am. But when I am struggling with discouragement, I know I've mm-hmm. got to make myself attach to mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. so that I can feed off of their joy. And there are just certain people that I know I can go to mm-hmm. and it'll make a difference. Yeah. But that's what you were talking about with community this morning, mm-hmm. Donna. Mm-hmm. It's just so important, that attachment that happens when we come together as believers and we can love on each other and then also point each other to the lover of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're created in his image. So yes. we're created for relationship. Exactly. There's relationship within the Trinity and God desires relationship with us for our well-being, for yeah. our flourishing. And we know that. So obviously the enemy, the one who lies is going to come in and tempt us to isolate and pull away, which makes the darkness darker. It <laughs> does. And it's because of lies. I mean, he just lies. Yes. It's the shame, the guilt. Mm. Nobody wants to hear your mm-hmm. stuff. Every, you know, yes. if you go, everybody's going to see through you. They'll know you're going through mm-hmm. something. It's when in reality, we've all been we, there. At exactly. Some point. <laughs> we probably, <laughs> most of us are going through yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I would even encourage in yourself or to someone, okay, define what you're feeling. Are you feeling just right. sadness? Well, let's talk about that. Are you feeling worthless? Are you feeling that this is never going to be over, which is very common. Yes. This is going to destroy me. Oh, no, it won't. Not if you belong to Jesus. Isaiah 43. Mm. I love Isaiah 43. When you go through the rivers, yes. when you go through, they will not flood you. Mm. You will not drown. The testimony today, I felt like I was drowning. Yes. That is so common. Mm-hmm. And so I feel alone. No, you're not. God is with you. He'll mm. never leave you or forsake mm. you. Mm-hmm. And you try to define it. I mean, we've talked about if you don't get it out and name That's it, right. you yes. can't surrender. You can't solve it. And so get up under the label of I'm depressed. Okay, what does that look like for you? And I do want to recommend a book, Ed Welch's Depression, Mm. A Stubborn Darkness. 
that is so, not for the person who is depressed, but those who come alongside it just describes what that's like, the darkness, and will just Mm -hmm. give you compassion Mm -hmm. for the people that are going through depression. But try to isolate what exactly are you feeling and then take the scriptures and go with it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as you were saying that about the whole just community and all of that and the isolation, that's where you have to come along by someone to understand how to help them find the lies in what they're feeling too and replace it with the truth. And that's what I love about you just getting into the scriptures, it's showing them the real people of scriptures. Yeah. I love Gideon. You know, Gideon, mm-hmm. he sat down, you know, and was like, Lord, no, if you were with us, why has all this happened to us right. in Judges chapter six? David. Yes. Every one of them. <laughs> there are many, many are depressed <laughs> in the Bible. Yeah, many yeah. of them go through yeah. that. Again, I love Elijah, you know, in, exactly. in First Kings 19, where he says, I'm Lord, I've had left. enough. Take my life. Yeah. But he also makes a statement over and over, I'm the only one left. Yes. You yes. Know? Yeah. Which in reality was not truth. But when That's you right. go back to all of that and you go, oh, okay, so he felt that way. But here was the truth in it, you know, and he felt that way. And God used the truth him. In it. Yes. You know, every one of so those amazing. people God used yes. in an yes. amazing and way. And God wasn't through with him. On the no, other side, he got exactly. to mentor Elisha, yeah. not yeah. Elijah. So, exactly. yeah, I love that. I love just you've got to go back to the truth. Of mm-hmm. it. Well, I think to understand sometimes there are certain things going on in our lives that lend themselves to discouragement and depression, such mm-hmm. as a great loss, mm-hmm. physical just mm-hmm. exhaustion, which is what was going on with Elijah when he was running from Jezebel. He was a pooped prophet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was exhausted after the showdown on Mount Carmel, yeah. after this incredible yeah. spiritual high. Mm-hmm. And he was so discouraged. He ran from Jezebel in fear and he's hiding and he's crying out to the Lord in pity. Well, we've all had seasons of life mm-hmm. that are like that. And it changes the way we perceive what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we need somebody with truth mm-hmm. to come alongside us. Mm-hmm and speak truth into us and over us. I like the Lamentations. And you read the first couple of chapters, I'm depressed. (laughs) Because that was real stuff. That was his life. Mm -hmm. And he is journaling. He's saying, Mm -hmm. this is what's happening. It's all true. This is how I feel. It's so graphic. I feel walled in. I feel like there's an arrow on my back. And then in verse 21, he says, but I put something else in my mind and my hope returned. It's like, whoa, is that not curiosity? What did he put in his mind? And that's that wonderful, famous verse. My favorite hymn comes from that verse. But your loving kindness Mm, never ceases. Your compassions are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And it's the very next verse says, my hope had died and then my hope returned when I just put that in my brain. Mm. So I love to take people to Lamentations. And I'll just, did you feel this way? Yes, I do. Do you feel, look what he put in his mind. Can you put that in your mind? And you rehearse it and you rehearse it and you rehearse it. You massage it in your soul and it becomes a part of you. And that's your go-to place. Even if you have to make yourself do it to get it in you so you can rely upon that. And to lament is part of what it means to be human. Yes. So I think sometimes we think something's wrong with us Mm -hmm. if we're sad or we're going through Mm -hmm. a period of grief. And yet it's a part of loving Mm -hmm. others there. We do experience loss. We do experience betrayal. We do experience these emotions. But when we take them to the Lord and to his word is when he then brings that healing that only he can bring. Well, and I was listening to something the other day that talked about there's just such a difference in disappointment, discouragement, mm. and depression. And, and define it. You've yes, define and you've it. got to define those. Mm-hmm. Like, which one are you? We've all been disappointed. Mm-hmm. They didn't have our favorite drink at Starbucks. Or, you <laughs> right, know, yeah. or discouragement yeah. comes in such a different package. And, and that's why I, you know, am blessed that I have all of y'all that I can go to counseling for, but also <laughs> yeah. that people come into us because sometimes you just yeah. need to repackage it and put it up in, in mm-hmm. description and say, 
okay, so yeah, I'm not crazy because that's mm-hmm. where the enemy hits their mind. Just yes. like we did the yeah. last time I was counseling with a girl the other day and she said, I think I just needed to lay it all out here so I could <laughs> deal with it. And yes. that's it. You know, that's sometimes we just need to lay it all mm-hmm. out there so we can deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's what my mentor, Sylvia Gunter said. The only power the enemy has over believers, is the power of secrets. Yes. It's the things yes. we keep in the dark, mm-hmm. which the enemy torments us with. Mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. Once it's confessed, once it's laid out and brought into the light, then we're looking at it and think, why did it have such a hold on me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I tell women, what are you eating? I mean, I'm not saying kale every day. I said, but you can't just eat chips all day because your body and your mind needs fuel and flourishment. And so mm-hmm. I'll go, what are you eating? Are you drinking water? Are you moving? Mm-hmm. You know, you can take a 30-minute walk out in the sunshine, and that gives you the lift of an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. I'm not a medical doctor, but there's your research That's there. a dopamine thing. Yes. yes. And sleep. So mm-hmm. women depressed usually will oversleep, and they think, I'm just tired, tired, tired. And if you're physically tired, you need sleep. But when you are so tired, you don't need more sleep. You need that rest in the Lord that Matthew 11 talks about. And so if you can kind of explain that this is what's going on, maybe, I don't know, but maybe it gives them hope. Well, let me try a new thing. And then you kind of hold them accountable. Well, what are you eating? What did you have for breakfast this morning? Mm-hmm. And did you move today? Some kind of movement. And then gratitude, I think, is so important constantly. Gratitude. gratitude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. And it's all in Scripture. And I truly believe it's the pathway out. Yes. Yeah. But we're only able to be grateful once we see Him as He is. Mm-hmm. And once we see Him as He is, everything else comes into perspective. Mm-hmm. I was downstairs at lunch after Bible study, and Amy St. Clair came up to me, and she had been in Tuscaloosa this past weekend with their daughter, who's in school there, and they went to church with them. And she said the pastor was talking about what happens when a problem appears to be larger than the Lord. Mm-hmm. He had everybody take their thumb out and he said, put your thumb in front of your face until the point that I'm blocked out. And he said, now let me ask you something. Is your thumb larger than I am? Well, no, it's not. But any problem you're holding that close to your heart Mm -hmm. is going to obscure God. (laughs) I thought, boy, that is a great analogy. Yeah. Mm. So I want to just go back to soul rest because I think that's where most of us are. It's Mm -hmm. not that we need more physical sleep. Mm -hmm. There are maybe some people who I think most of us are soul weary. What do we do for that? It is that getting still before the Lord and knowing He is God. And that sounds so trite, but I became a Christian in college, and I had that poster on my wall, see, striving and know that I'm God. But it really does mean let it go. Like Frozen was really right. (laughs) Like (laughs) let that go to the Lord and keep it there and rest it in Him. And you can feel a letting go in your spirit. Mm -hmm. You can just feel like, oh, like that. And... You know, I want to do that every day. I want to go into my day in a restful state. Yes. And if we don't, I don't want to be legalistic, but if I don't meet with the Lord every morning, I'm carrying into my day all the stuff of yesterday. I'm just mm. carrying it on in. Yes. I want to get that thing taken care of and cleansed and that morning. Mm. For the woman who's listening and she's saying, I feel really so weary. <laughs> And she's connecting with this and really does want out. Maybe she's got a glimmer of hope right now. What would you tell her to do next? I mean, Peggy just nailed it. First of all, we've got to just get before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that might really mean laying out in your living room floor and crying your heart out before the Lord. That might mean, you know, doing the journaling or calling up a friend. You know, I have certain friends I'm going to call and say, hey, I need your prayer right now. And really getting it out into the light. Mm -hmm. I think. Just an honest, get before the Lord and out loud, just say, God, I just love you so much, and I know you love me. I talk to so many women, especially those that grew up in the church. They do not 
understand that God loves them. Yes. Mm. And I will tell them, you know, God loves you, and tears will stream down their face. And mm-hmm. we can't be so depressed and so down. God doesn't pull away from us and disgusted by that. The Bible says He comes near the brokenhearted. And Second Corinthians one, that He's the God of all comfort. And yes. I love that fifth verse because it says we can't hurt so deep that He doesn't go deeper still. Mm. We just can't do it. And so just so God, I love you. I know you love me too. And God, I need you desperately to say that out loud. Mm. If that didn't break you right then of just your need of God. Mm-hmm. And then just sit a spell and just let him wash all over you. And music is very helpful to trigger that. Silence and solitude mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Just setting aside some time. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that I do is really practicing gratitude. And if I am hit with either some stress things during the day or something that upsets me during the day, I am really trying to practice pulling apart, pulling away, and just five minutes of, I am so grateful for this. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for this. I have a little list of things because sometimes you don't really feel grateful when you're in those. But if they're written down, you don't. it'll get your mind going. But it changes the perspective and it makes all the difference. Sometimes I'll just start with things that I'm just in general grateful for. But I can't be grateful without expressing my gratitude to the Lord. I mean, it is a trigger that just immediately connects Mm -hmm. me to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that for me is all the difference. Absolutely. Ah, That's wonderful. Good word. I'm the same way. And I'm kind of nerdy about it. Like if I'm really dealing with this, then I have to say five things I'm grateful for right now. And I'll just like make myself, (laughs) make myself shift my focus. But it works. It so works because you're focused. Exactly. Absolutely. And and it's on God because he's the giver of those things. Exactly. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then we recognize we really have so much to be thankful yeah. for. And it puts that problem or that situation mm-hmm. in proper yeah. perspective. No more larger than our God, right? <laughs> well, thank you all yeah. so much. I know each week it seems like we just kind of scratched the surface, but we've given those who are listening some real things to ponder mm-hmm. and some actual steps to find healing in their mm-hmm. personal walk with Christ. So Peggy, would you close us in prayer sure, today? I'd love to. Our Father in heaven, we come into your presence, Father, with these my sisters. Father, I'm so conscious of who might be listening that might be in one of those dark, dark holes and feel like there is no way out and that you are distant and no one cares. And Father, I would want to say to that person, God so loves you. He sees you and he's with you and he has power, power that you can't comprehend and love that you cannot comprehend and draw near to him. He promises and he cannot lie that he will draw near back to you. And as Dana said, Father, the solitude of just sitting in your presence, Mm -hmm. Father, is such a soul-tending thing. Mm -hmm. So, Father, I pray for those women, Lord, maybe just with discouragement, Father, just the gratitude. Mm -hmm. Would you encourage them to shift their thinking by looking up and out at all the things you've blessed them with right at their feet, God? And we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this medium, Lord, that we can reach into homes that maybe we couldn't really go into personally. I just thank you, Father, that you don't save us and tell us to go figure it out, but that you give us your word and your spirit and you walk through this life with us. And then we spend eternity with you. Lord, how much better could this life get? And I thank you. I thank you, Father. And we do love you, Father. And we know we need you desperately every day throughout the day. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.